Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hello guys, welcome to a new episode. Today we were thinking, what can we talk about? And to make it timely, we decided to talk about the World Cup. But we didn't want to talk about the corruption or anything about that has anything political because we wanted to keep things light since all the things are going on in the world. So we decided to talk about how does it feel to participate in events where there's a lot of people around you? Obviously like concerts, like the World Cup, or any sporting event, how does it feel to be surrounded by people that most likely have your same interests? And what have you ever met friends? Like, have you ever made friends in the actual arena? Have you ever uh, decided that, okay, well, I'm actually never going to do this again because I am not about this, like the atmosphere or maybe the artist wasn't really good. And also, most importantly, um, what are the memories of what are your memories of the best things that you ever seen live? So Emily, you want to start us off? Yeah, of course. So I guess we could start talking about the World Cup. So for some background for listeners, I don't I've never seen the World Cup in my life. And it just so happened that <gasps> I went to I know, shocker, right? <laughs> I went to my friend's 30th birthday in Boston and they're huge World Cup fans. And so I watched the matches for that Saturday. So it was Morocco versus Portugal and England versus France. And honestly, I can see where the hype is. Like people just get so pumped up and it's like the atmosphere is crazy insane. Um, I saw Morocco and Portugal, the full thing. And then I had to leave to go to like a friend's birthday party out in the city. And literally even in the um, location we were at, it was like this like huge restaurant. Everyone was like stopped eating and was just watching the World <laughs> Cup uh, from like the huge, huge television screens because that's when England and France uh, were playing. And it was like the last minute where uh, like was it England who had to kick it in for the penalty kick to actually get in their point. And literally when they didn't get it in, everyone was like, oh my God, <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> like people were crying. I was like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> so Rosa, like, have you been catching up on the World Cup? Like what what of was like most surprising for you? Mm-hmm. So I'm from South America. I'm Peruvian. I'm from Peru. And so obviously soccer is my religion, um, very proudly. Uh, so yeah, like we, I really follow the World Cup every every four years when it happens, and I'm really excited. I actually like every every time I go someplace. Like this summer when I went to Croatia, I bought a Luka Modric jersey. Like I love, I have a collection of football jerseys, so I'm really into uh, the World Cup and like I wear them every time there's a game. So I try to watch every single game of the World Cup if I can. And this year, this time around, since uh, Qatar is not so much of a time difference, it's very easy for me to do that. 
So I work from home, so I kind of have him running in the background. I love watching the analysis after the game. Like, I just really, it's very contagious because in South America, like, it's like a culture. Like, it's not only about the game, it's about the players, you know, about their families, you know, about their story. It means a lot to us, especially because a lot of the times we don't have a lot of things that are going on that are positive you know like inflation sucks our government is corrupt like there's so many bad things that are going on so at least for like 90 minutes you only think about the game and also it's something that we're very proud of because we're actually really good at it well mostly Brazil and Argentina which are like the biggest like I would say ambassadors of South American soccer um, obviously now I'm super excited I just finished watching Argentina beat the crap out of Croatia um I also really like Croatia too. I like the way they play, but obviously I'm really happy Argentina won. And sad that it was like Modric's last, probably last game, but excited that Messi's going to get the opportunity of, you know, win, win it all and maybe like be Maradona, like the next Maradona. And I think that's the thing about the World Cup. It's just like the human aspect of it. A lot of these kids, like, it's crazy. Like the other kid that, the score the other goals for Argentina he literally met Messi when he was six years old like it's like Messi is like surrounded by these kids that saw him the whole their whole lives play and now he's like part of the same team with them it's like the human aspect of it is very beautiful and you get to share it with your whole family like my grandma and I like text about the World Cup so much like she watches all the games and she watches everything so she, all the analysis you know like she watches it like from the Peruvian station Argentinian station you know because she got the time so <laughs> so like she tells me everything and it's so much fun to like have that something to talk about that is not like the usual things so yeah we really enjoyed it I'm looking forward to the to the next games that's so cute who, so I'm assuming you're rooting for Argentina if they go. Yes, of course. Like, honestly, I live in France. And yeah, like, hopefully France makes it far. I mean, they already did. But I'm obviously rooting for Argentina because I want them to, to win. Like, I, I really think, like, France won uh, recently. And I only want Brazil to be the only country to win twice in a row. So mm-hmm. I don't think they France deserves that yet. I like France playing, but it's not as beautiful as Brazil. Like, I feel like there's some things that, you know, I feel like mm, it's all right, but it's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, but like just to set away from this, from the World Cup, I, I would say that it's something that in Latin America, we really like, it's like a point of, of like, making a bond so anywhere i ever travel and i met so much from latin america we always mostly talk about soccer um at least we kind of like gravitate towards that because a lot of the times it's something that we have in common and i love talking about that with them and also like just uh, to experience it like i've been to brazil and saw saw a game a football game match um and it was amazing we couldn't buy alcohol in the stadium, but somehow somebody snacked some in. So we were all like lit and it was so much fun. And so I've been to a couple of soccer games around the world and they've always been like very fun. Like you literally hug people that you never even talk to, you know, you're so excited. And it's like the frenzy and like excitement. 
I don't know, like, you know, I don't know. There's so many things that have like joined people together, like, like football does. Yeah. I mean, you kind of like ride the wave of like how everyone is feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. I remember um, back when I worked in Seattle, I was at a Seahawks game. And it was just, it, the energy was so insane. And I'm not even a Seahawks fan, but I just saw myself, like, rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell, like, for example, the Dolphins, we, we we suck. Well, I mean, right now, we're actually having a really good time, so I'm not going to say we suck. We, we used to suck for a very, for most of my life, we have sucked. And so, like, it's always hard, but, like, I've been to Massachusetts in a Patriots-Dolphins game and literally mm-hmm. wearing my Dolphins regalia. Oh my and gosh, I, you did not get spit on. <laughs> no, nobody killed me or anything. But like, honestly, no offense, but Boston fans are literally the worst. But irregardless, like I found a group of uh, Miamians there and like they kind of like, we're like, oh, just sit with us. Don't worry. Like, you don't even need to worry like about your seat or whatever. It's just more safe for you. Like, so my brother and I sat with them and we had a good time. So That's so fun. I think Bostons are like really protective of their like baseball. So I, I had a few Yankees, Mets fans, and when they went to Boston wearing their like memorabilia and outfit, they got spit on. Shut up. But I mean, honestly, like Bostonians are like known to be nasty ass fans. Yeah, they're, they're pretty nasty. <laughs> but it be what it be like i mean honestly if you're from new york and you walk into boston like that like i mean don't don't be surprised yeah i was like what are you thinking but anyway <laughs> don't walk into the lion's den i know um so i haven't been really been to a lot of sporting events aside from like the football game i mentioned we had a few um ice hockey games back in university but mm-hmm. i would say like the huge things that i've been a, a part of that was like the most intense moment for me was definitely the Griffin concert that I went to um, in uh, was it the Mirage Brooklyn Mirage. Oh my god, I love that venue. Yeah, that wait, venue is lit. Yeah, it was so insane, and like I've never seen Griffin. Oh, okay, yeah, it's uh, Avant Gardner. It's a Brooklyn Mirage. I've never seen Griffin before live, so I just didn't know what to expect, right? And so, like, basically half the audience is probably either like high or drunk, <laughs> and it's or like both. crowded or both or crowded, right? And so, in the beginning, there were just like some people that uh, played before Griffin, and we were like all the way in the back of the crowd. And one of my guy friends, he's like, "Let's go to the pit." <laughs> like, do I really want to go to this pit? So we all like end up in like literally the pit right in front of the of the stage, um, and then we also got like three shots. And so literally right before Griffin wow. started, we shot at it, and then like that whole <laughs> well, not only we were like drunk, but also like it was so intense. Like the the screens were basically one eighty, so you could see everything to your left and to the right, Bro, and just like, I love. I love that venue. Like, if you've never been to the Book of You need to go. You need to go. Holy shit. And then everyone was just, like, bopping to the music. And I think, it like, for me, the music was just, like, palatable enough for me to, like, be good at it. Because some EDM music I just, like, do not like. It's too much. But Griffin was great. And I was, like, I would totally go to another concert again that they played. Bro, I was there. It's like it's something about that area. It's something about the stage. Like, yeah, I went with Jason and Jocelyn when we were there like recently, and I was so high. Like, I was so high. 
<laughs> like, high as a motherfucking kite. Like, literally, I wanted to just, you know, when you're so high that you can't even punch it? Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, literally, we sat in the couch and I was like, no, I need to experience this, you know? So I forced myself to walk in the into the the crowd and it was really right. raining and just long was sick so we were like trying to be like cover mm-hmm. but it's so overwhelming when you're high to be like it's everywhere you know what i mean you're immersed in the yeah stage. you're immer- exactly yeah yeah and like luckily there, there was not a lot of pushing involved like there was pretty good yeah, crowd control so space yeah you have yeah you have your own like at least two or three feet of space around you even if you're in the pit like I can't experience like words cannot explain I wasn't even high I was just drunk like barely and like I was still in shock and then that entire two weeks afterwards I was just listening to Griffin on repeat on my Spotify it's just like it reminds you of a good time I think it does that's that's what like honestly I I love that place like I, I I still I probably would do it like you know what's the funniest thing that I remember that I was so high but I'm still in my 30s so when we Josiah and I bought in a water and they were like seven dollars we were both like what the fuck seven dollars for a water <laughs> but we were caramel like caramel like you know like yeah super, so we bought it anyway but it was so funny like I was just like it was a good time so yeah. shout out to Jason for bringing me there. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Wait, who did you listen to? Who was artist? Uh, fuck, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Because you were high. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, uh, no, but anyway, um, I really enjoyed it. But I think another, like, just to segue again a little bit, um, I think the like it's crazy because you see that performers a performer and you're surrounded with people that are sometimes really intense about this person and it can go good and it can go bad like i went to a rihanna concert like Mm. 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and i was so pumped because i was such a big fan of her Mm -hmm. and like she sounded not like in the album and maybe it was one bad day for her but until this day, I never got it over it. Like now, every time I listen to her, I was like, I'm always like sigh-eyeing her. Like, is this how she really sounds? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, maybe she just had a bad day or something. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, no. and it sucks because like, but I did pay so much money to see her. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. To get with the bad performance. It's just like, you know, some artists, you just watch videos and you like when you they sing live and you know they're good. I feel like mm-hmm. Rihanna is definitely one of those. She just probably had a bad day. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, like, I went to see Nicki Minaj on concert when she was just, like, Pink Pink Friday era, and it was fucking insane. Like, also the barbs bring it. Like, the barbs bring it. Like, Mm. when you go to a concert and you see people dress to the nines, like, actually, like, you know, hair done, everything did. Yeah. You're like, I love this, you know? Yeah, it's like a full day event. I mean, everyone in Griffin... Just like um, <laughs> ratchet. <laughs> no, but like that's the thing. Like Booker Mirage, you're there to like experience. You're there to survive. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, not ra- like ratchet, and also a mix of like I'm just wearing sneakers and like this sweater, and like I don't care because I'm just vibing. Exactly, you're there to survive. Like it's an open, like it's an open concert. So like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're exposed to the elements. You know. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Thank you.
let's see what other uh concert i've been to i mean yeah like any k-pop concert <laughs> i was gonna say remember the k-pop concert that we went to which one scienty was playing shit wait when <laughs> like forever ago when i lived in new york but it oh wasn't my like, gosh it was like different acts it wasn't only scienty science why was i oh was it because uh it was k-con was it for yeah, k-con it was, it was k-con oh i remember yeah we went with a group of friends yeah. i think that oh hey oh i remember now so recently it's it's a it's a a place called backtrack it's called candlelight concerts and so they play instrumentals of really popular mm-hmm. artists in in candlelight and guess what they played two weeks ago that i went to <laughs> it, bts they 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 did they did a quartet for bts songs for a full hour um and like it was in a church and basically it's like a uh like the quartet's on top of a stadium and then surrounding you are literally like hundreds of like candles they're obviously fake for safety reasons but like candles that are lit up and then you see like you know the church front behind you and literally i was just sitting there chilling like met a few people that are probably from high school or college and we were just like vibing to the music it was so beautiful and what was the coolest part of it was um the last so they played the last song and then they did an encore and it so during that time that we saw this concert like one of the the oldest member uh jen he's going to the army so he had like a final song for us before he went to the army and they played that song and literally everyone was just like tearing up it was so beautiful so beautiful mm. it's just like the connection that you share with people that you're like this woman is not gonna repeat it yourself yeah yeah it's like the shared connection like you kind of like know what you're getting into and everyone's just like I've never met an army that's like not nice. Like everyone has been super welcoming or super chill. So it's just like that community. And I've heard examples of where like people in those fan clubs like meet friends through there, you know, because they're like so much openness. That has happened around to that you? community. Have you met someone that like that is likes the same thing? So like from a concert or something like that? Um, I, I've befriended people, but I haven't actually like continued their friendship with them. Yeah, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's definitely that's a little bit more harder. And also, I'm at the stage of this life where like I don't really need new friends, or my intention isn't to like meet someone at a concert and be like, "Hey, let's hang out." Um, uh, but it's cool to know that like people are just friendly in general in these type of environments. Bro, it's like we should have like a thing about making friends in your thirties. Like it's so hard because it's like I already oh have so many things on my plate. Like Yeah. I wanna be open, but sometimes I'm like, Yeah, let's let's do this and it's like never, never gets done. And have yeah, you I ever done that? Like she's like, Oh yeah, you met someone and you like them, you're like, Oh, let's get coffee. And they mm-hmm. actually like try to get coffee and you're like, Oh, I'll get back to you because I'm very busy around this time and you never get back to them. Damn Rosa. Well, unlike you, I follow through. <laughs> Yo, it's just like sometimes it's just like life happens so much that like for two weeks I for like I too taken I forget about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a little bit hard for me because like I, I I to your point like I like following through people. So if I say let's get coffee, like I would do it and I'll try to do it for the first coffee and then like we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, I'm not like forcing friendships. Circling back, we'll circle <laughs> back for show. I'll be like just to confirm, are we meeting today? 
She ain't about no line. She's about that circle. <laughs> it's just maybe I've been like burned all like when I was younger. People like not circling back with me, but I feel like it's just like common courtesy. And also, it really depends on the person. It's like if you tell them that you're gonna get coffee, and on both sides they they don't reach out. Whatever you know, you just let it go. Exactly. But yeah, like, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, like the same for me with with people. Like I meet people. Maybe like for example, like in uh, when I go to a concert, like I went to the MCR concert and it was amazing, the Mechanical Romance, mm. and I talked to like some people around us with uh, with just planning me and like we talked about how what my Chemical Romance like made me feel, and it was awesome because it's like like I understand what it meant. You know, like when people are like, oh, mm. my chemical romance saved my life or my chemical romance did this for me. I'm just like, I get it. Like yeah. some people are like, how can some like a rock man that like you never met the people in the rock band can do like so much. And it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it does. Like I, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. It's like therapeutic. A hundred percent. Well, I totally get you because it's like, I feel like there were certain moments in my life where my soundtrack was literally like this type of music Mm -hmm. and like got me through some shit. So I totally feel you in terms of like attaching memories to certain songs. Yes. Like the nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like especially now that everything is like catering to us or the Gen Z. Like it's like, there's so many, like when we were young tour, like there's so many tours that are coming out, like for bands that used to be very popular when we were teens and it was just like the nostalgia is like remembering all these like mem- like memories attached to these songs all the things that you did during those times yeah so, nice. so great wait okay this also made me think of another so I, recently i've been doing a lot of like solo concert activities um there's this like korean indie artist called juni and i definitely recommend you to listen to him he, he's like really good mm-hmm. um and it was at this like random was it a it's like a random venue in Brooklyn and it's like a small elevated stage, not not huge, but his voice was just like amazing. Honestly, it makes me want to just go to any type of live events with live artists because it's just like you could feel the passion and just like the energy in the room and it was so cool because at the end he was really nice enough to stay on stage for a little bit and I got his like signature on my cell phone case <laughs> oh wow yeah I was like this is so cool but oh, but you were crows girl I was you yeah I, I was a little bit it was a little bit in the back but then like some people left and then everyone was just like crowning up in the front to get signatures mm-hmm. and I like shoved my phone case I'm like Judy sign, sign my phone case and he signed it sign so I was, my forehead <laughs> sign, no no that's too much but it's like when you're like pleasantly surprised at how well the artist sings, it just makes the experience mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. yeah, I just no words, no words except for amazing. I want to see Mariah Carey on concert, random, but oh I gosh. think I will. Like I feel like those fans are as obsessed with her as I am, so I think I would like enjoy it. I think ba- Backstreet Boys made a comeback at the J- Jingle Bells concert in New York. Yeah, I think that we went to see them because they came here to Paris. Oh, nice, nice. I'm not a Backstreet Boys girl, and I was an NC fan, so yeah. I mean, I just sing their songs, not one or the other. But so, Rosa, like you know, all the amazing experiences that we've had this past year. Anything that you're really excited to uh, or look forward to for next year? 
So I look forward to the opera. So I went to this year for my birthday. Jocelyn gave me a ticket to go to the opera for um, to see this uh, Russian opera that was freaking amazing. And so I'm totally excited to go to the opera again. Uh, this time, like, I mean, I went to the Opera de Bastille. Um, so it's like there's two opera houses in France. I mean, in, in Paris. And one of them is Garnier and was like super, super fucking expensive. And one is Bastille, and so it's more accessible. Mm. Um, so I want to see Les, Les Noches de Figaro. That's my next one. And then um, but after that, I'm going to see Tristan e Ison. So those are the two operas. That, like, it's just like you said, like listening like i'm very i mean i like classical music but the thing that i'm more into is opera like i love the voices like like luciano Pavarotti is like someone like literally if i don't use spotify but if i did like he would be like number like, one you know, on your list number one like i love i love him so like i i like opera so i'm excited to to listen to that one like it's just mm -hmm. like the way that they tell the story and sing is mm. just so captivating to me. And mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see those two. And then I'm go we're going to go watch uh, two theater performances. Um, and also, like, we try to go to stand-up comedy. Mm. So we went to a stand-up comedy show. Usually it's the people that just land here sing his radio talk shows. So some of them are really funny. Some of them are, like, <laughs> not the greatest <laughs> but it's still fun like i mean it's like a, i think i like it because okay what i like about going to things with friends especially is because it gives you something to talk about and like critique or together especially here in france that is like not the usual you know because like with the people that i know here with a good group of friends we always fall back to the government everything <sighs> sucks the economy sucks you know right like, the metro sucks like everything is horrible and it's like it gets to a point that i get it and everybody should do something to improve society but okay we we went through this point already you know mm -hmm. so when you go to these uh, shows with people you are able to have other things to talk about you know it's kind of yeah. like my book club uh we talk about like the different books that we read or something like that but mm -hmm. it's like a shared experience and it's so cool like to watch something with someone and see their face when it lights up like um so i watched that the opera that i watched with Justin was Justin's first opera and he was so mesmerized and to me it was like so beautiful to see like to get someone started in that world it was so cool because like the good thing about opera too nowadays is that before we all heard the opera in like whatever the language usually is Italian. So mm -hmm. if you don't understand Italian, you're kind of pretty much fucked. But nowadays yeah. you can go to this, the opera houses have like a translation of what they're saying. So you can like read as they sing. So oh, that's you understand. Awesome. oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's like, more accessible now. Mm -hmm. So it's like more accessible to everyone. Wow. Bro, Rosa, you need to take me to the opera house when I come over. Yes. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's more accessible also than New York because New York, like, I love ballet, too, and it was so expensive to go. Like, I think I spent, like, 400 uh, your dollars once. Like, I used to spend $400 a lot on going to those things, and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? But it's still, you know. Yeah. Enjoy the experiences of it. Yeah. 
But here's more subsidized, so you can go. Or Prague, you can go to Prague, and Prague is very cheap. Like, they actually, like, subsidize arts a lot. So wow. if you ever go to the Prague, definitely go to listen to the opera. So anyway, what about you? What are your next uh, things that you're going to watch or listen to? Yeah, I don't really have anything, like, upcoming or that I bought tickets to, but it definitely has inspired me to look at more, like, live music. And it mm-hmm. could be from any different types of artist. Um, there's this... It's kind of like event space. It's called So Far Sounds. I'm not sure if you heard of it. But mm-hmm. basically, it's like undisclosed locations and undisclosed artists. So what they give you is like the time and location. Yeah, well, it's like very accessible. Like tickets are really cheap. They give you the time location and you just go there. And you kind of like check out the experiences. So I might do that. Um, but speaking of comedy shows, I also might watch a few comedy shows too. The last time... Uh, we went, uh, it was like for my, actually for my work, we had like an APITA outing and we watched like Asian American comedians, which is pretty cool. And that's it. Maybe I'm pretty sure there are a lot of artists that I enjoy that are going on like world tours. So I'm pretty sure there's something down the pipeline for me. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's something just beautiful about being in a space together with people that enjoy and have like similar tastes as you. Exactly. Like, I mean, and also, like, you can, it's kind of like a book. If you like one book, you like another one. There's the same. It's kind of like you get to talk to people that have kind of the similar taste of you, and then they get you into doing similar stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget my first MCR concert. I was there with my uh, best friend, of my high school best friend, and shout out to Michelle. And we spent the whole day there. And we literally only had... It's like a whole day event. It's a we whole did, day event. We literally had $15 and we only ate like a hot dog. <laughs> and like literally drank water from the sky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like 14, 15 years old. I don't even oh remember. We were young. 16 at, at most. Yeah. And yeah, we so met all these random ass people in mosh pits. And like, uh, like I got introduced to all these different uh, bands, like yeah. that I never like, like MSI, Mindless Self Indulgence, like, mm-hmm. uh, what else? I, I, I can only think about that at the top of my head. But all these different bands, or also another time I went to uh, Banaru in Tennessee, yeah, with my two friends with Ultra. Shout out to Ultra Shinabi. and it Is was it like, like a. Is it like day. a Lollapalooza kind of thing? Yeah, it's like okay, a two-day okay. event where we camp and everything. And it oh was my lit. gosh. It was so lit. We went to see Pearl Jam. I feel like... Oh I my gosh. Bro, I was never been so in drugs and so excited to be Pearl Jam. Actually, no, that's a lie. J. Cole concert is the <gasps> same thing. I went to see J. Cole, who's like my favorite rapper. I love him. And I got lost. Like, I didn't see my friends for three hours because I was so freaking high out of my mind and I was running around like like I knew all of the lines you know like I was like freaking insane yeah and well anyway I end up finding my friends in the crowd and then like the one of my favorite Jekyll song starts playing and it was like a movie you know what I mean like it feels like in this moment if we felt ethereal like it's just so funny my friends to this day like they found me trying to jump a, fe- a fence because i was so high that i was trying to jump the fence to go to the vip section oh my god <laughs> i have no words for you i have no words for you so like oh my god it was so funny and like i made i made so many friends that day like nothing bad happened I'm, to me i'm pretty sure you were like, very yes. memorable to a lot of people my god 
it was so much fun. I never, like, you know, I don't want to become too philosophical, but like, I feel like these types of things, you know that life, you know that you're never going to experience the same thing because we're all going to die and like life moves on, you know, it's like yeah. an error forward all the time. But when you're in these moments, like, it's kind of like you're witnessing somebody else and they're witnessing you. Yeah. And it's just like a shared experience and it makes it feel ethereal. Oh my gosh. Wait, I totally resonate with you. It's like, honestly, one of those only times where I actually feel present in my life. <laughs> Sounds really sad, but like it forces you to be in the present and enjoy the mm-hmm. moment, right? Which I think is rare for people to like just be in the present. Like I'm actually battling this thing that I'm very obsessed with my phone. Like I cannot even watch a basketball uh, football game without like being on Twitter because I love the Twitter commentary. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm trying to fight that back because I'm trying to, I'm realizing that like I'm starting to just, you know, I have Asperger's, so I fidget with things a lot and it's becoming like a fidget thing. Mm. So like I'm fidgeting with my phone, even if I'm not really like looking at anything. Like sometimes someone will be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, literally have no idea because half of my brain is watching the game and the other half is like looking at Twitter and I'm not doing anything. Right. So, I'm trying to fight back against that and like mm-hmm. being in the moment, like doing the doing concerts and stuff like that. Like you said, is the one time that I'm there, a hundred percent. Yeah, because ain't nobody paying three hundred dollars to see Beyonce, not even five hundred dollars to see Beyonce and like take out my phone. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess people like take take photos. I actually have opinions about that too. Like sh- people shopping photos or videos while watching in concert I'm like you're not even enjoying the music you're just making sure you capture the right moment I went to someone I had a friend once who was obsessed with yellow car and she literally took out her big ass phone and the whole concert recorded it like recorded not, whole- what are you like we're watching it through your phone you might as well just like sit on your, sit at home and, and do that like why are you why did you pay so much money for that I don't know. like I'm okay with recording like snippets of like especially mm-hmm. when that song is like very hype and you're like okay like it's definitely time to whip my phone out but not for the entire show like what yeah I mean I feel like it's kind of like you to take away from the especially for the people that are behind you like I really think that this sometimes oh, I think sometimes like we're so individualistic that we don't care about anybody else and it's like yeah I know that maybe you came a little bit early and you got a better engagement in the pit or something or whatever yeah but like don't ruin it for somebody else you know yeah like sometimes it's like it sucks when you see like the stadium mm-hmm. and they're like and everybody's on their phones you know yeah yeah 100 and i'm not like saying it in like a disparaging way because like i am like i said i'm fighting that myself like mm-hmm. i'm literally fighting my phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah damn i wish i was just on during those concerts he's like six feet right <laughs> bro and like his view is probably like i can never imagine what his view would be like it literally just like you can see through everyone oh don't get me get started because people bitch at him so like you know how i am okay so let me tell you something let me tell you a story so you know i love arabic music but what i love even more is arabic music mixed with techno like it's like it's arabic techno Mm -hmm. i love that like Mm -hmm. that's my shit especially france you know it's like no no drop the beat <laughs> anyway, I, it's not the same. I'm, I'm, I'm tone deaf, but it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so we went to one with one of my dear friends. Mm-hmm. Jason was in the front. Yeah. And there's literally nothing to see. There's just a DJ, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this girl that comes up to Jason and is like, "Excuse me, I can't see," you know. 
And yeah. it's like, well, you can go around him. I understand, like, if he was, like, Beyonce or someone, you know, but he's clearly right. just a DJ. Yeah, so like, what are you kept, looking at? He's just, like, playing on, yeah. Yeah, so, like, she kept saying that. And you know how I am. So, I literally, Jocelyn is being nice. And he was like, oh, I think I'm just going to stand in the back because I'm too oh, big. Oh, Jocelyn's like, so nice. I Jocelyn's so nice. Literally. But that's why I'm in his life. So, I literally went, like, literally moved it to the side. And I was like, yo, there's nothing to see here. And she's like, well, can I get in front of you? I'm like, no. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't ask nicely. If you wouldn't nice, ask nicely, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like, situation. you know, it would have been a different situation. But it sucks because you think, oh, somebody big, they can like, you know, like see everything. But then people bitch at them, you know. Mm, like that happens okay, so much, yeah. so many times with Jocelyn. Like people bitch at Jocelyn. And it's like, yeah. I don't, first of all, I don't feel bad because this man is my bodyguard in the concert. <laughs> I need this man to be behind me so he's, I don't get squished in the cloud. He's also your goalpost. So if you go to the bathroom, when you come back, you already you know where he is. Bro, like, I'm not even kidding. That's so true. Like, that's literally my life. Like, I'm like, yo, if you're a short girl, get a tall man. Like, it ain't my fault that you couldn't get a tall man in your life. Like, go find your own tall man and get him to find your own side. Like, like, I don't want to be mean. Like, right now, we're just talking about how people are individualistic and shit. But I never, like, sit right in the middle. I usually stand on the sides because I understand that you're not as tall. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 and, like, yeah. I'm not, like, always right in the front. I'm, like, in the middle. Right, So, right. like, come on. Like, if you're not bothers you, you can go around him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, like, about it because I had this so many times. And I'm like, no, I need this man to be behind me. Because if not, people literally push me all the time because they don't see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm short. I'm short. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just, I was just like, just, I'm going to buy you a shirt for when we go to concerts, when we go to festivals. I said, sorry, in the bag. Oh man! All right. Well, that was all it for group events and concerts. We hope you all enjoyed our More rants. Of the story: Find yourself a tall man. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Let us know if you find one. <laughs> oh, all right. Let us know what are the fun things that you have done or you have have you have planned for the future. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.